You're listening to Emphasis On Air, the new podcast from the PHA UK, talking all things PH and what matters to you. Hi, I'm Sean. Hey up, I'm John. Hi, I'm Mary. And together we're all part of Team PHA UK. Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Emphasis On Air. Uh, this time we have uh, not one, but two very special guests uh, to talk about an important piece of research uh, that you can get involved in. Uh, so, without further ado, Mark, Joe, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves, please. I'm Mark Toshner. I'm a, an Associate Professor in the University of Cambridge and one of the clinicians in the pulmonary hypertension unit in Royal Papworth Hospital. Uh, and I'm Joe Newman. I'm a Clinical Research Fellow at Royal Papworth Hospital and a respiratory registrar, and recently started a PhD with Mark, uh, looking at pulmonary hypertension and clinical trials. And both great friends of the PHA. Absolutely. And we've got John. Uh, John's with me all the time. Um, so we've got, uh, and John's role is? Let me, I'll tell you what my role is. Go on. Uh, apart from being um, just eye candy um, on a podcast, <laughs> which is yeah. good, isn't it? Voice, um, yeah, face for radio, mate. So, uh, uh, so the plan is that I'll play the uh, patient role. So I'll ask all the obvious questions um, and try and pretend it. I'm coming at this pretending that I know pretty much zero about the whole thing. How much do you know? Zero. Lovely. So I'm not that pretending. So no pretending. Uh, so Mark, Joe, the uh, Stratosphere trial, uh, what will it set out to do? What, what's the aim of it? The, so the Stratosphere trial is a clinical trial of two different treatments aimed at correcting the, the genetic form of the disease. So that's mutations in this hideous long protein called bone morphogenetic protein type 2 receptor or wow. BMPR2. So, so we'll call it BMPR2 because otherwise the whole entire <laughs> podcast would just be me saying that one protein name. And, and, and it, it really, what this gets to is the idea that for the last 30 or almost 40 years in pulmonary hypertension, all we have done is treat the consequences of disease, not the cause of it. And, and one of the causes, and we know this, and we, and we have a lot of information on it now because we've spent 15 years working on it in the lab, is dysfunction of this protein, the BMPR2 protein. So, so what we're really trying to do is, is, is move from just treating the, the, what happens in disease, and that's that the vessels uh, get constricted and, and cause back pressure on the heart, to, to actually then fundamentally addressing the, the underlying problem. So are you saying that it's potentially a, I use this word very carefully, but a potentially a cure? I think you have to be really careful when you, when you use the word cure, because what we're not going to do is we're not going to be affecting the gene itself. So, so, so about somewhere in the region of five to 10% of all patients with idiopathic pulmonary hypertension have a heritable form of the disease and another 10 to 15 have a, a, what's known as a de novo mutation where, where it just spontaneously happens. So, so some of your listeners will be aware that they have a family history and a mutation, mm. and some will just be unlucky and the mutation is just sort of spontaneously arisen. And we all carry mutations. Most of us carry, you know, a handful of mutations in genes, uh, and, and most of us don't know about it because they hit in places that it's not important. But BNPR2, it, 
is fundamentally important to how the, the pulmonary vasculature both uh, evolves and, and then responds during a lifetime and, and, and is an underlying cause of disease. So we're not we're not aiming to cure, but but I think the the best analogy, the, the, the most analogous disease process is cystic fibrosis, where you have an almost identical problem where you have one gene that causes the disease. And and until very recently, all you did was treat the consequences of it in infections and particularly uh, in the lung. A, a number of years ago, the the first ever drug that that corrected the dysfunction of the protein. So, the, so essentially, it, 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 it took how the protein wasn't working and corrected it, made its way into the clinic, and and that's completely transformed the 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 both the day to day lived experience of patients with cystic fibrosis, but also their outcomes and their life expectancy. And and that's what we're aiming to do here. What we're aiming to do is correct the underlying cause and really bite into, in a meaningful way, the, the symptoms that patients experience on a daily basis and, and their life expectancy in, in the longer. So, Matt, what it sounds like you're saying is that um, this is potentially one of the most important pieces of research that have happened for many years. Is that fair to say? No pressure, Mark. <laughs> no pressure, yeah. <laughs> The, the the original work that led to this is now over 10 years old, so it's, it's, it's not a bit of research. It's just been the focus of our lab for, for well over a decade. Uh, and in fact, in some ways, it's already read out because some of your uh, of your uh, patients out there and, and, and some of the, the relatives and public will be aware of the Cetatercep study that's gone into phase three. Yep. And, and that is testing the same hypothesis, but from a slightly different angle and that that almost directly has come out of work that we did uh, in fact over a decade ago it was Rachel Davies down in who's down in London now was working in the lab with us and that was one of the major outputs of her PhD looking at the balance of the BMPR2 pathway versus the the, 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 the kind of negative regulatory part of the of the pathway. And so so this story is and I'm biased but probably the most important story overall in palm hypertension research right now because it's the only treatment that, that has been positive in the last decade that isn't a vasodilator that doesn't just open up the vessels. Yeah. So, so this completely changes the, the game and, 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 and really gives us a totally different way of potentially treating patients. Now, we're applying it in the first instance to patients with mutations in BMPR2 because that, that's where we think it's likeliest to the biggest effect. But actually, the Satatercept study applied it to all the group one pulmonary hypertension, and and, and they, they had a very positive result. So it may be relevant to more than just the patients that we are we are targeting. And, and this is really a move to what 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 is known as personalised medicine: the idea that 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 we can we can look at an individual, think about the underlying causes of their disease, and then and then propose treatments not just generically, but but based on those underlying causes. So, so I think it's super exciting, and it's kind of the culmination of what we've been doing for well over a decade. And, and the reason that we're doing it this way, and not the way Satatercept are doing it, is because I, I very passionately believe that we should be trying to champion therapies that don't absolutely break the bank and where we have a known safety uh, envelope. 
And there are a whole bunch of repurposed therapies that we've trialled out in, in animal and cell models. And, and, the, and the first two we've chosen, we've chosen uh, because we think they have the best chance of working and because they're practical and because there's a, there's a, there's a well-known safety envelope of them. Uh, but there are others down line. And, and if any of these work, then what we will have is a relatively inexpensive way of, of treating the underlying causes of pulmonary hypertension. That's really interesting. So just to sort of summarise before we move on then, um, yeah, okay, we're going to be very careful how we use the word cure, but it certainly sounds like uh, from the whole sort of patient population that this is uh, this can be a source of really significant hope for the future. I, I completely agree with that. It's, it's really exciting. Yeah. Term. You see, and it's a it's a fascinating study, and that's why we here at the PHA have been working so closely with Mark and Joe. And we've one of the things we've been working on is a, a survey, an online based survey. Um, so actually, I'm thinking I, I, Joe should probably talk about it. What Joe, the survey itself. So the thing that we're going to be sending out, um, in fact, will have been sent out the beginning of this week. Um, because we'll be uh, we'll be doing this. This will be going live after it's yeah, already yeah. gone out. Um, so Joe, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just the survey itself, why is it so important and why do we need people to participate in it? So as Mark said, the, the Strasbourg study will be investigating two new drugs within the field of pulmonary hypertension. But in addition to that, we're also looking at, uh, very new and exciting ways of conducting the trial in itself. Um, so from, from the outset, really, we're really keen to uh, involve patients in the way that the trial is designed so that we make sure that everything that we're doing is patient-centred and patient-friendly. And we didn't want to build that just on assumptions of what we as, as doctors and researchers think, but actually check with patients that we are doing things in the way that they would want us to be doing things. And that, that comes a whole range of different aspects of the trial, which hopefully we'll, we'll talk about in the course of the podcast. Um, so the survey itself is, is um, a fairly big piece of work. So collaboratively between our research team in Cambridge, um, and uh, we're really grateful for, for, to, to the PHA uh, for helping us put this together. Um, it's an online survey on SurveyMonkey, which uh, we've launched at the start of this week uh, via social media, via emails. And we're really hoping to get as many patients um, giving us feedback and response to, the, to this as possible. Um, because the more uh, patients who respond, the greater breadth and depth of feedback we're likely to get um, to make sure, again, that we're um, really capturing uh, what patients uh, feel about this, uh, about the proposed trial. So you mentioned there, Joe, that it's um, so keeping patients at the, sort of having patients at the very fore, right at the very beginning. And is that is that commonplace in clinical trials? The patient being so heavily involved right at the very beginning. So it didn't it didn't used to be, and 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 I think we we have an admission to make here, which is that we've set clinical trials up at our convenience, and and any any patient that's been involved in a clinical trial will tell you this because. Essentially, we we bring you to the hospital when it suits me. Uh, we we do it quite frequently. Most of the tests that we use are about the tests that I think are important. So often we'll measure a bunch of stuff, and and it may or may not be relevant to you in your in your day to day life. And 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 we do that with the best of intentions. Uh, but 
but there's been a real change in how the world views clinical trials. And, and so this is kind of sweeping from the regulators all the way out to the investigators. Uh, and I think there's a real recognition that, that too many therapies are developed and, and we don't ask the really obvious question, which is, does this therapy make the patients feel better? And so, so we're kind of riding this wave of, 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 of new trial design and, and of doing things differently uh, and, and, and would like to be at the very forefront of it because we know that in pulmonary hypertension already, we know that, that, that people are, are systematically disadvantaged from getting involved in clinical trials because of the way our, our system works. So if you, and we did this a few years ago, we looked at what the average distance a patient travels to come to see us at Patworth, and it, and it turns out to be about 160 miles in a round trip. So, so if, if you think about that average patient, plug it into your common or garden clinical trial where they might have to have visits every week or every month. That was not set up for a working population. No. And, and at the start, pulmonary hypertension wasn't a working population because the median life expectancy was famously less than three years. But things have progressed. We now have a lot more diverse uh, group of patients uh, and, 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 and that is not convenient to them, you know, and, and it disadvantages both geographically and from an access perspective, so if you have difficulty getting transport, for example, you might not be able to enrol in a clinical trial, uh, even if you live, you know, reasonably close. So, so there there are ways we can address that, and and there are ways we can address that that also take into account patients' views on the the tests that we do in the trial. And, and, and so we want to kind of revolutionise and really completely, you know, change how we do the trial. And the first thing that we want to know is what does the patient want? And so that's kind of what this survey is all about. It's, it's about kind of embedding the patient at the very centre of how we then run the trial and, 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 and then further on how we adapt and how we change it. And then, and then further on from that, how we then feed it back to the patients themselves. Uh, so, Mark, Joe, uh, the survey itself, the thing that we've we've sent out that's available for people to complete right now. So what we've spoken about is all really exciting stuff that will follow on from it. But the survey itself, why is it important that people take part? Why is it important that people complete it? We think it's really important um, because it will help shape the way that um, not only Stratosphere is designed, but we hope this will probably feed into the way that the other clinical trials uh, within pulmonary hypertension and possibly even even uh, further afield um, will work in the future. Um, the the survey does cover a whole load of different areas, um, and for those of uh, those of you who've already completed it, you may have found that it, it does uh, seem to sort of jump around topics a little bit, and that's because there's there's so much that we're really keen to ask patient opinion on. Um, so there's all sorts of things in there from uh, the drugs in the trial, um, hospital visits, uh, the use of technology, um, all sorts of different things. And all of that is specifically designed and mapped to our research study stratosphere um, to help inform the relevant parts of that. Um, and because of that, we, we're aware it is, it is a fairly long survey as these things go. Um, we've We've tested that recently on a, on a group of patients last week. And it takes between um, about half an hour and 45 minutes 
we suspect it's about 60 questions long. Mm -hmm. So it is much more in-depth than we'd normally um, ask of patients. Um, But we are really keen, if you can, um, try and stick with it um, and complete as much as possible and get right to the end if possible. Uh, for those of you who do make it to the end, you see a, a friendly video from, from Mark to say thanks. <laughs> it's and worth it just for that. There's not much of an incentive. We should have probably made that incentive better. I honestly <laughs> thought you were going to offer out some free t-shirts or something. I thought that's where we were going with it. <laughs> Next time. Um, so, is, uh, so you've completed the survey. We're moving forward. A couple, we're a couple of months down the line. Um, is there or will there be any opportunities for people to get involved in the study further down the line? There absolutely will, and and, and there will be as participants. But mm. but even even for for patients who aren't eligible or who don't want to take part in a, a, a clinical trial, we are interested in making sure the processes that you tell us you want in the trial actually are then enacted properly and work. In particular, things like apps that we're designing, where we where, where we're we're designing and, and and putting central the patient's view of their changes over time. So in things like symptoms and quality of life. Okay. What we want to then make sure is that the, the actual apps we design are fit for purpose and that 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 they're not a burden in themselves. So there'll be a period of kind of beta testing where we try and figure out. Right, we're we're now trying to address some of the things that have arisen from the patient feedback from the survey, and have we done it properly? And there'll be an opportunity for people to feed in at that point as well. So that, there, there's a real we're trying to do a cultural shift here in how we do trials, and so there's going to be points for patients to interact with the trial all the way through, and and and, and that's intentional, and that's that's to try to eventually get to the point where we have a a trial that that doesn't prevent patients from enrolling if they want to, uh, because it is as simple and as patient-friendly as we can possibly make it. And that'll only help with the results going forward, won't it? That will only help with trials moving forward and the outcomes and outputs of them. If patients are involved and these things have changed, that's only going to be a positive thing, surely? Yeah, very much so. And, and, and already it will feed into the next set of trials that we have on the slate, because we're very active in this space at the yeah. moment in the UK, and we've got a number of trials some from Sheffield, some from uh, from Imperial in London that are that are either about to start or have already started. So uh, it, it, it's part of a culture change in how we do this, and this is your opportunity to to tell us what you want us to do. So that if you don't fill the survey out, you miss the opportunity to tell us things like we don't want right heart catheters and studies, or or we find visits reassuring, or we don't like visits, or 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 here are all the things you measure, like a six-minute walk test. Actually, it means nothing to me in real life, and, and therefore I want to I want you to measure different things. So there's a whole bunch of different areas of of how we run trials that that this will feed into, and eventually, probably also the clinical practice as well, because these these concepts are not specific to the trials. We're interested in them within that framework right now, but 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 I think all of the things we're talking about right now could equally be applied to clinical practice as well. And I think just to add that, that I think that the survey is uh, a bit of a starting point at the moment. And the very final question in the survey uh, invites patients to sign up to a bit of a registry um, mm. of interested patients who might help us with future surveys or focus groups, interviews, testing apps. Um, so we hope to hope to develop a bit of a, uh, a networking group of, of people who are um, keen to help us develop this going forwards. So Joe, Mark, um, you open mic now. 
last last comment. Um, do you have a message um, for patients whomever's taken part in this um, in this survey? You can never think I, about it. Is uh, a really big thank you to all the patients who who opt to take part in this, and even those of you who have uh, you know had a listen, had a read, and, and decided not to take part. You've still shown an interest up to this point. Um, and thank you as well to, to those carers and family members who are helping people to complete the survey um, where that's applicable. Um, we're really grateful for, for the time. Again, we, we realise it is a very time-consuming survey, um, but we reassure you that, that this really is important to the research going forwards. Uh, thanks to the PHA as well, again, for your fantastic support with this. So I, I've been really struck in the clinic by patients coming back to me and, and talking about how important the communication mediated through the PHA has been during the pandemic. And, and I think that's just shown in, 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 in some of the previous work you've done where you've, where you, you know, you've been getting thousands of people to respond to, to online surveys. Uh, and, and, and it's really important that we're a, we're a little community pulmonary hypertension. Absolutely. And, and so sometimes it can be hard to be heard above the noise and sometimes it can be hard to be connected and 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 so i think this has been a really brilliant forum and, and it's been amazing for me over the last couple of years i think to to be able to talk directly to people so so i i'll thank the pha as well uh but but i'll thank the pha for enabling that dialogue with patients and, and that conversation uh because i think without it the last two years would have been really pretty grim Brilliant. Well, well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, you can find the survey on our website, www.phauk.org. Please do fill it in um, and we'll be sure to have Mark and Joe back if they'll come uh, to talk about the, uh, the success of the survey and what's going to be happening in the future with the trial. And uh, Mark, Joe, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much. Fantastic. The podcast will be available across all platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Google. So please make sure to give it a rating and a review and hit subscribe not to miss out on an episode of Emphasis On Air.